0: Chicken Brothers yo yo welcome to starbucks this monday morning i'm your host anthony dinardo with me uh we don't have jim for all of you that are grateful this morning we have neil with us this morning instead of jim what's up neil not much how about you jim's being lazy (laughs) jim's being being very lazy he's working he's uh he's busy this morning it's all good he's had a good run it seems like in seasons when he is the busiest Mm-hmm. And uh, lazy on our end. So now that's the off season. I guess I'll, we'll let him escape one week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess he gets a pass. No, <laughs>
0: he doesn't get a pass, but we'll allow it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you you're, doing you're this the, fine, fine Monday morning at seven a.m. besides a podcast? Um, going
1: back to sleep. No, I actually don't know. I, I was lucky that I had work off work today and. So I think I'm just going to relax, maybe go for a walk after this. It's going to be nice.
0: You're going back to sleep. Don't know. Do
1: yeah. <laughs> Listen, when you uh, when you already have to wake up at this time every day True. and then go to work, going back to sleep sometimes is nice. So
0: we're, we're looking yeah, for a little a behind the scenes. <laughs> You're like, this is at 8 o'clock, right? I was like, no, it's at 7. Is that still good? <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 dumb. Trust me.
1: I just think what? one time, like I thought I saw, like on vacation. Oh, he went live at like eight a.m. I'm like, oh, it must be every day. So no, that's that's on me.
0: Yeah, that was probably a day where either I or Jim slept in accidentally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we went live at eight instead.
1: It works. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I just didn't get us coffee today, so I'm sorry.
0: Oh, uh, it's all good. <laughs> anyways but no i mean welcome welcome to the this this the 7 a.m show here at starbucks uh you know we we once the offseason hits you know this show becomes a little more sporadic because you know with like mm-hmm. wns9 plus during in the week or an ns9 live you know and like a whole lot not really happening for the pirates it seems like there's not a whole lot to talk about but we figured there'd probably be a show this week because you know, the offseason starting as the Rangers won the World Series. Shout mm-hmm. out to Austin Hedges. No. no. Um, He's come not on. Shout out. <laughs> you got one. You know what he did in this one postseason at bat?
1: I do. Strike out and three out. pitches? <laughs> yeah, no, no. He, he does
0: not get a shout out.
1: <laughs> he does not deserve it.
0: Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, since the Rangers did win the World Series, offseason is officially underway now. So. Pirates talk and kind of start again. You know, it's, yeah. it's time for the Pirates and Ben Charrington to step in and start doing some work instead of sitting back watching the post game like the rest of us. Uh, post season, post game, the post season like the rest of us. But uh, yeah, so the first various moves was um, a lot of waivers, right? It's what happened. It's not going to be like signing stuff and such happening. Mm-hmm. The Pirates made some moves. They cleared some spots. Uh, I mean, do you want to talk about that a little bit here?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they 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 cleared what like six or so
0: players. Um, um, well, I mean, I guess go down the list here. Cody Bolton was traded to the Mariners for yeah. one for cash considerations. Mm-hmm. There's that. So someone actually wanted Cody Bolton. Then they waived Vinny Capra. Um, he went to the Brewers, if I'm correct. You're correct. Alfonso Rivas went to the Guardians. Yep. And then Tuca Peter Marcano went back to the Padres.
1: I couldn't believe all four of those guys cleared waivers or was traded for. Like Cody Bolton, I get it; he's a reliever. Teams see relievers differently. They'll, they probably see something they like. But who wants Vinny Capra? <laughs> who yeah, who want, wants to, sure? Who, who wants to burn a forty-man
0: spot on Vinny Capra, man? <laughs> this time of year that's where i'm at with you also like i'm just really really shocked but hey not our problem anymore <laughs> i guess i guess yeah and like the, the guardians with with revis as well mm-hmm. kind of shocking like i understand they made some moves and like josh Bell's not in their organization anymore but mm-hmm. revis is <laughs> i mean i guess
1: in terms of backup first baseman you could do worse Technically
0: we've all seen firsthand.
1: Yeah. Um, and <laughs> well, Alfonso Rivas will ever always have the, uh, the Cincinnati game in our hearts. So thank you for that. I, I, I don't want you on my team anymore.
0: Right.
1: No, I, I think it's good. And, and I think what it was, um, Harlan Garcia also gone. Yeah. He had a like um,
0: 3.5 million, Club option this upcoming and then season.
1: We, then we waved Was it just Perdomo and De Los Santos? waved There was three. I oh, think. and and, and
0: Yeah, august Yeah.
1: So, thank God. Um, but no, like, I I don't think anyone except for maybe, maybe you really like Gary De Los Santos. I don't think you're going to miss any of these people. <laughs> um, I think it's good. And I, I I don't know what it actually means because it's so early in the off season, but it's nice to know that they're clearing 40 man spots full of that that were taken up by mostly useless people. Now, poor, poor Perdomo. Cause he, I think he was good and you know, Tommy John is no joke. So he probably clears waivers anyway, but no, I think it's good. It was nothing like I I wish these people ill well, but I'm very happy
0: most of these guys are not on my baseball team. That's like the most realistic way to put it. You know, I I know Mm. some people, whether, you know, it was Arcano. I mean, just get on a list. You know, some people are like, oh, my God, what are you doing? What's going (laughs) on here? But I think part of the problem is been a Pirates fan for too long. And what I Mm -hmm. mean by that is... You reach at straws to find reasons why somebody can be good, Mm -hmm. opposed to just having people that are good. You know, and like, I I, like the point of this offseason is to get rid of the bad Mm -hmm. and bring in the good. And can Marcano be good? I'm doubtful. I don't think so. Maybe, but maybe, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very, very doubtful, but maybe. But here's the thing. There's this team already has how many maybes and hopefuls and if this goes right, this can maybe happen. Yeah. This team needs to be hey, this guy's good. It's time to mm-hmm. be good.
1: Yeah, like the, the I mean, obviously, like you always have to be looking for the the Edinson Volquezes of the world. Like I get that from the Pirates' perspective, they're not going to spend money. So like you have, but like at the same time, yeah, like Marcano doesn't move the needle any more than the fifteen. 1,000 middle infielders with no power that we have. You know, like, nice guy. Love his heart. Um, it's funny because A.J. Preller of the Padres desperately didn't want to trade him. <laughs> and so we're back, like, the full circle. But he just, he's not good enough. Right. And neither is Alfonso Rivas. Neither is Cody Bolton. Neither is Miguel Andujar. So... It's it's very nice to see us moving on from the drag heap.
0: Yeah, and like there's a part of it too is just like where do they fit? You know, we've talked a little mm-hmm. bit at length about Andor as much <laughs> as I think anyone ever needs to talk about Andor. <laughs> but like if he if you even entertain the idea of keeping him, I mean then Kutch is out of the picture Like you can't have Kutch and Andor on the same team. Mm-hmm. So very- I mean, are you on are you honestly going Andor over Andrew freaking McCutcheon? No, <laughs> sorry. Especially at like three point five million or whatever he would be owed, and given it, you know, arbitrage. I think money. it'd be right, like right? two
1: million. It it would not be a whole lot of money, but like just. I, I I I was upset paying him one point one million dollars. Like I think he should have been non tender last year, but no. And there's already so, such a huge glut of mediocrity at right field and in That's middle it. infield that like these guys have no place. Yeah, like Joshua Palacios is. An infinitely better 40 man spot than Miguel Andohar.
0: And that's telling. It is. Because not a big believer in that
1: guy as well. <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to see him post driveline. Okay. I'll say that much.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, like, that's fair. I'll my, say like, I feel like there's definitely more talent in that, in that human ing- being outside of
1: 100%. Because, in- like, at the end of last season, I'm like, I'm kind of like whatever at Palacios now, like with the driveline stuff with him going with, I, I'm in I, my intrigued levels are like 50 times higher because I've seen what driveline can do the people. I'm kind of excited. Okay.
0: But I guess for the back to your point, you know, we're going to the Andor situation and then like with, with Marcano, I think that surprised some people also, but mm-hmm. Marcano is almost literally a dime a dozen in this organization, you know, not even yeah. in MLB. And he's what like, he's gonna
1: be he's gonna be out for three quarters of the season, and
0: that's so, definitely part of it also. Like he is literally gonna be taking up a 40 man roster spot. I mean, obviously you can put him on the 60 day, right? But like mm-hmm. throughout this whole offseason where he's not even gonna be part of the team next year, and then is he better than Lika Williams? Mm-hmm. Is he better than Pigaro? Is it like you just go down the whole list of guys that are already on the 40 man or need to be on the 40 man? And uh, like, is he? He's mm-hmm. a casualty to the spot,
1: yeah. And like you know, you you, you take the fact that you got a good, like, you get a MLB player for the Adam Fraser trade, and you don't really care what happens to a Marcano because you already kind of won that trade. You know, like you you can cut your losses there. So right,
0: With Winsky, for those maybe wondering, still,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> which is also debated, but um, mm-hmm. I I think I I think his power is needed, but yeah, so you know, I mean. Can anyone like look me in the eye and tell me there's a huge difference between Marcano and Alika Williams?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so that, that that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it it, it it sucks for him. I hope he's happy in San Diego, though.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey he's going back to that's again like what's kind of funny he said full circle like he's going back to the organization that he came from mm-hmm. uh, it was just it was just so odd you know like when the trade happened Jim myself Tyler kind of talked to the It's like I don't get it you know like back then we said we feel like Sawinski's probably the most intriguing part of this like if he can be something which he's blown by all of our projections of what he could be right which Mm -hmm. again I think goes back to like the trade like I think the trade still stands being okay because of Swinski but I think the thing is like that's what it always needed to be Mm -hmm. none of us believe in Marcano like like, he just he wasn't good he never was good I don't understand why there was such an intrigue that I had to have Marcano that Ben Charrington tried to go after him beforehand as well you know Mm -hmm. like that was his second attempt at getting him (laughs) Uh, and then now he just goes back to the Padres for free Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no it's I mean, he just doesn't hit the ball hard enough. Like it, it is really as simple as that. Like he is a, he swings a do a pool noodle and it's always I mean, going to be,
0: we, we dubbed him Cole Tucker light.
1: That's that's not a glowing review. Is it
0: It's not? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it
1: is uh it is not a glowing review of what he is. You're right. But, um, you know, it just, it, it's, it's, it's good. And like, I, it, it it somewhat makes me excited for the off season until I realize again, that we're not signing anyone exciting, but like, yeah, like it's a step in the right direction where like, we're not filling the 40 man with Josh fan meters, which these guys right. are. Right. And I, I, you know, Gary, Gary De Los Santos probably come goes and bees like a, a solid two-war reliever on another team. Like I like his ground ball rate, but honestly, I don't care enough. He was okay with us. I don't really mind that he's gone. You know, some sometimes, sometimes you just don't figure out how to make a reliever work, and that's every team. So I'm not going to be upset by it.
0: Exactly. I, I think, and again, I don't want to use the word shocked because none mm-hmm. of these players deserve. That term, right? But like when I saw <laughs> yerry de Los Santos and then you know Perdomo was mentioned, it was kind of like, hmm, I'm not so sure if I saw that happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of it was because again, like you looking, like I could see good there, but that's still like you're you're trying to qualify it to be good. You know, like, mm-hmm. Yeri de Los Santos could be, but he's been pretty bad actually so far, you know, especially this mm-hmm. year. You know, and help the Perdomo, we found out the Tommy John afterwards, so then it kind of clicked and made sense. Mm -hmm. But but again, that's kind of like the thing. Good teams have to make harder decisions. And I'm not saying the pirates are a good team, but Mm -hmm. they're playing that part right now. If if you're questioning and you're wondering like why someone was let go, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: right. Like it means like you actually have talent.
0: Yeah, like, like if mm-hmm. Yeri De Los Santos does become, like you mentioned, like a two-word player on another team, like sometimes that has to happen with a good team because you're making decisions mm-hmm. because, you know what? If it's not him, like is it Moretta? You know, like, like go down mm-hmm. the list of like, would you rather have Moretta on this team outside of Yeri De Los Santos? Mm-hmm. Ask me that a year ago. Probably not. But as of today, mm-hmm. yes. And so like if he figures out and becomes good on another team, De Los Santos, Mm-hmm. Then it kind of is what it is, but you're still in a better situation,
1: potentially. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you are sitting a lot prettier, being a uh, team that can be a, can can afford to wave decent relievers. And I just wish, I, like you know, not that I wish, but like you know, like, but then you look at the position player glut and you realize, oh wow, <laughs> we have no depth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's just kind of like there's a plethora of mid. And,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess like what you I, I guess like what you can look at is like, all right, if you buy like Henry Davis resurgence, Connor Joe as your fourth outfielder is pretty darn good. Yeah. um, If you're buying the Triolo thing, Triolo Cruz Hayes is a pretty good start to your infield. You know, like. There is a shift. I don't know how it's, I don't know how stark the shift is, but the shift toward, like, an actual, like, decent team, like, it's slowly getting there. (laughs) It's taken us a while. But, yeah, no, these moves are kind of, like, showing, like, the depth that Ben Sherrington likes to talk about. And what he wants
0: to get with his team. And that's kind of part of it, too. Like, we talked about the question marks and, you know, the the what ifs and if this happens. And the thing is, is you have that with so many of the actual prospects that you need to hit. Mm Mm-hmm that you can't also have that with the depth. You know what I mean? Like, those guys are the what-ifs right now. So, if you get rid of the bad what-ifs and supplement them with actual, hey, these guys are good, talented MLB players, now you're forming a roster. You know, Mm -hmm. like, if you don't DFA or wave some of these guys and you hang them around, like, you're essentially going into next year with the same 40-man roster. This wasn't a good team. Mm-hmm. and it's it's not going to be a good team it could be a better team if a lot of those what- ifs click but like you have to get rid of these bad guys and start supplementing with with good experienced like actual good MLB players mm-hmm. and then hope some of those actual prospects turn into those what- ifs and again like now you're you're cooking right yeah
1: you are actually like filling you're actually looking like a team that can compete with the Brewers and right. And the and the Reds, depending on how like the Reds do their off season, but like yeah, like I don't know. It also just entirely depends on what we do, and I'm just the names I've been linked to, been linked to, have not given me reason for joy. <laughs> it, it seems like we're retreading the 2022, uh, 2023 off season again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put too much stock into that as of yet, but I like I'm with uh, you. Yeah. And that's part of the issue as well. Like this off season can't be much of what 2022 was, but at any rate, like what we have at hand is this first step so far. Mm-hmm. And and again, with this first step, a lot of guys are moved, but here's the thing too. A lot of guys had to kind of be, uh, I mean, yeah. we're talking like this guys from the 60 man have to come off the 60 man, go back to the 40 man, take a spot. Mm-hmm. That's JT Brubaker. Obviously, like you're keeping him, he's going to be on this squad. Mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz, you're keeping him, so, like, you gotta <laughs> find room for him. Uh, I mean, technically, Yarlan Garcia was one of them. They made a decision to not pick up the option, which made sense. Perdomo was one of them, mm-hmm. made the decision to waive him. So, you know, again, like they're, they're freeing up, so there's no more spots outside of Cruz and Brubaker to come on for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, again, you had to make room for those guys. You also need to make room to protect. You know, like some of your Rule Five players that you want to add, mm-hmm. uh, maybe save a spot open for a Rule Five player that you want to acquire in the draft. Uh, so yeah, like a lot had to happen. The Pirates made them, and uh, like they went it all in on this. And yeah, again, like not to say like I'm proud of it, but like I'm I'm glad a lot had to happen, and they they were decisive. They made the most moves they needed to make.
1: Most teams definitely did not have to do this many 40 man shuffling. And yeah, it's like and i I can't imagine they thought all those guys would cl- would get claimed because I can't imagine I can't believe they all got claimed, but, um, yeah, I'm glad that they took that risk and they were deeply attached to these terrible baseball players.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I know it's not a nice
0: right. way to put it, but um that's that's how I feel, <laughs> yeah, and again. I kind of get it, but it's like that, that shift in the mindset for a lot of Pirates fans has to really start changing.
1: And it's hard because like, you you watch a bad team, you have to attach yourself to the likable, terrible players. <laughs> and so I get it. I will never understand the Andahar cult,
0: though.
1: <laughs> right. That, that, that has always escaped me.
0: <laughs> I mean, hell, we had a whole saying in graphic. I like to call him Took, right? I mean, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. And then he went down, and it was unfortunate how you know he went down. He's off the team, and and again, like likable guy, much like Cole yeah. Tucker, right? <laughs> but he's just not that good of an actual baseball player. And if you want your team to be good, mm-hmm. you should be able to replace and and improve upon mm-hmm. from to Capito Marcano. Agreed. And you know when the
1: Padres salary dump. Jake Cronenworth, maybe we'll see Marcano, like, come up and be the guy we always wanted him to be. (laughs) Stop it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I don't know if I have too much more out of that group. No, I think that's all needs to be said. All right. So that pretty much wraps the books on those guys in power uniforms for the most part. So let's move on to some bigger and better news, which you see the graphic is about as well. Mm -hmm. last night something pretty big happened something uh some special something that was well deserved and Mm -hmm. about two years too late yeah well brian hayes (laughs) wins his very first gold glove award for third base in the nls and while while the awards
1: you know although one where the awards were going on i was in one of my twitter group chats and so like a couple like like a minute before like they announced anything like certain people were starting saying Austin Riley won the gold glove. And so I was like, I I was formulating like what I wanted to say after Austin Riley won the full glove. And then the news actually broke. So
0: (laughs) it was, it was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. So remember I talked about like the Pirates fan mindset needs to change. Mm -hmm. So here I am. And of course, you know, we're running North Shore nine, like you have to be prepared on things, right. You have to, you know, you have to get graphics ready and, you know, think Mm. ahead of time. So, I spent finding all the the haze highlights, the fence. I had 28 clips to put together that little, <laughs> literally like 17 second clip, you know, video I have. Mm-hmm. And here I am doing all this. That way we prepared for when he wins it. But in the back of your head, like I said, about this mindset, right? Things never go right when you when you watch the Pirates, right? When you're a right, fan yeah. of the Pirates. And here I am thinking the whole time, like, there's no way he doesn't get it this year, right? There's no way. Tell me I didn't do all this for nothing, and it goes right. (laughs) So, I'm like, kind of with you. I'm like, you know what? He has to win this, he should win it, but it's not going to happen. Like, they're going to (laughs) over again, aren't they? Yeah, so, so yes, when the name was actually announced, I had a bit of a sigh relief. I'm like, thank god all this was for nothing, but also congrats to him because, again, like, he's very deserving of it. I mean, this is the third straight year. That he had the most defensive run saved as a third baseman in all of MLB, not just the NL, but all of MLB. And,
1: and I think it's important that like he has it by a wide margin, and he has missed time every single year. Like you, you were seeing Nolan Arenado go out and get these stats, like with like 160, 155 games under his belt. Like Brian Hayes usually misses a month of every season, and is just miles better away. But like. I don't even think I want to talk about numbers with him just because I just think, like, when you watch Cabrian Hayes, like, you know, he's the best. And he's just so, he's the best, he's the best defender in Major League Baseball. And he does it so casually.
0: Like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, part of this, right? I just want my point of view on this, right? As I mentioned, I went through literally almost every single defensive play he had to make mm-hmm. that video, just to, to see highlights, right? Which, of course, like, you know, he makes some crazy plays. But so many of them just look so routine. Again, like, it, it, it's boring. Where Arenado kind of looks exciting, right? Because, like, yeah. it's flashy and, and, and not taking anything away from Arenado. Like, this isn't like, oh, um, I am. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> you probably are. But, like, Arenado is talented as hell he's exciting yes. to watch you know a yes. lot of times he makes a play you stand back and say oh my god that was amazing right but it's like when brian makes a play you kind of sit back and say oh whatever yeah. <laughs> because it is just so smooth his and positioning like and
1: reaction times are just insane i think the best comparison i can make is that you remember like when uh that mlb clip went around on twitter of like nolan arenado like Not throwing someone out of first base, but it looked oh so pretty. Yes. That does not happen in Cabrian Hayes' world. Like that guy is out. He is out by a step and it looks way smoother than whatever Noel and Arenado just did.
0: Yeah, but you're right. It wasn't an out, but Arenado's play, I mean, it was just magnificent. Mm. And again, that's he's a talented ass defender. That's why he's won the gold glove 10 years in a row. Mm hmm maybe it should have only been eight yeah <laughs> you could argue nine <laughs> um probably not ten and definitely not 11 so thankfully they made the right call this year but you're you're right and it's funny like his his actual play fits his personality it's mm-hmm. just there you don't really notice it you know like he's not vocal he doesn't speak like he's not a flashy person personality wise it seems mm-hmm. and his defense is almost the same also and again like I said like going back to the clip I'm making I'm just looking him like this is just bad for the like video because nothing <laughs> looks good like this is supposed to be a hype reel and everything just looks smooth and boring and that's what he is but like, you're right like he just he's so good to make the play that mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be flashy like he is there he anticipates so well you know like mm. everything about him defensively is just so good and talented that the play just looks routine half the time yeah
1: it's and, and like I think like as fans like we can appreciate just because we watch it every day. Like and like we know it we can we can look and tell like wow, our pitching staff has been saved so many times from hard hit balls hit to that third side. Like I forget, I think was it against the Nationals, I think, where like it was like the base is loaded and he just makes some like ridiculous play at third, like almost falling down to get the like the second like the double play. Am I making I feel like this happened. But, like, it's little stuff like that where, like, it's never going to make MLB Twitter page. But we all know what it's like. Yeah.
0: And, again, like, it's not like an indictment to MLB. Like, oh, they don't notice them. Again, mm-hmm. firsthand. It's just not exciting. Like, that's not going to draw engagement because everyone's going to look at the play and say, why are they sharing this? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, my third baseman also made a routine grounder. It's The problem is, is that your third baseman wouldn't even be halfway to the ball yeah, Brian fielded it just normally. Mm-hmm. Have we ever seen Cabrian Hayes die for
1: a baseball? <laughs> <Twice>. <laughs> I don't think we have. Eh? Yeah, it's but right,
0: it, it's so it's deserved joy to watch. It's just a pleasure because, mm-hmm. again, just, just understanding how good he is and how routine he makes it is. I guess there's an appreciation in that. You don't get the highlight, you don't get the hype, you don't get the oh my god, because it looked great. You get the oh my god, how do he get that? And it's it's an out almost every single time. Um mm-hmm.
1: just like the range you have with Cruz and Hayes on the left side of the infield is absolutely absurd. Now, Cruz is gonna throw is gonna spike a couple balls and Hayes will not, but like it's a nice thing to have, especially since we have watched some terrible Pirates
0: defense over the years. Brian Hayes is a breath of fresh air. (laughs) That was actually another thing I I noticed too. So so again, uh, over 160 game season, you probably don't notice it, right? But you condense and watch every play time. You're just like, Mm -hmm. watch, watch, watch. (laughs) How many times he cut off the shortstop (laughs) kind of amazed me. Mm -hmm. It was kind of pleasurable because I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, he just got to the ball quicker and he was able to make the out. Like if the shortstop would have got to the ball it would have been safe probably because it took more time to get to the player but
1: mm-hmm. like
0: Cabrian just cut off the shortstop I can't tell you how many times and I'm watching it, so I'm like you know what just make him the damn shortstop like honestly <laughs> yeah. make him the no, shortstop no 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 <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing this stupid <laughs> keep the best but, uh, defensive player in baseball at his position <laughs> but it was just it was just so funny like Peguero yeah. just stand there and like Cabrian just cuts it off gets a play and was like all right I guess that's your ball Go ahead yep. and do it. <laughs> My job's
1: done. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. it's also just, like better. Cause like when he feels it, you know, is good. Well, when like the knee like G one Bay at second base, cutting off the shortstop and it just makes you want to tear your hair out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like
0: right, it's, it's right, not right. the same thing. Like, so yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah. Cause Hayes gets his first gold glove. And now, I mean, obviously there's the age, right? You've seen the decline <laughs> in Nolan Arenado just overall. But no, no, had an an amazing run again, like 10 mm-hmm. seasons in a row, I guess is what behind just like Chase Headley. Mm-hmm. Did Headley have 11? Is that what it was? I honestly, or did he tell also you. have 10? Whatever it was, at any rate, he had a whole decade of winning the gold glove. <laughs> and at this point in time, not to say there can't be another uber talented player to come up, but like at this point in time. I think you can absolutely see a run by Cabrian Hayes. Like it's going to just pass mm-hmm. the torch from Aaron Otto to Cabrian Hayes. Like that's just how talented Hayes is mm-hmm. that he could absolutely have a 10 year run himself.
1: yeah I think that depends on how good the bat is. Unfortunately.
0: Well, <laughs> fortunately he did have that for him. This, he year.
1: Did. this year he did. Um, I just, it, it's funny that that's how the gold glove is decided. Like finally the the time that Cabrian Hayes, uh, has a little bit of a breakout hitting-wise. Now he only wins the defensive award.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But yeah, no, he no. should. I don't, unless, like, someone's got Jared Triolo on steroids sitting in AAA right now, I don't see anyone, like, coming close to
0: him for a very long time. And even Jared Triolo on steroids, like, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see it happening unless, like you said, unless the bat just dramatically falls off from like mm-hmm. this year because I feel like it was also one of those things where he had to earn it. Now he earned it. So now it's it's his to get reclaimed. But so yeah, like, now he has a notoriety. Yeah. So now that he's got it, I think it's – the bat might not be as big of an issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. But right, like you can't just drop off and go to like a 60 witter run square plus and have that, and you know, then then maybe what you're saying holds a little mm-hmm. more weight. But again, like again, like what I'm getting at is just like he is just so talented defensively that it 100%. Like Triolo, as good as he is, still doesn't hold a candle to no K's defense.
1: No, they're kind of similar because Triolo's also not a guy who would like make the big flashy play. That's not his mo either. But yeah, no, like it's not. It's not close. It's not. A
0: comparison and really he's good, yeah. <laughs> he's probably the best third baseman defender on like almost any team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not much better.
1: I mean, like, yeah, and like that's and then, that's why Jared Schultz is going to have value. But this is Cabrian Hayes's day. Um, I'm sure his dad's happy. <laughs> um, I'm happy for Cabrian, you know, he, he's, he's earned it, and I'm glad he's here for a long time. <laughs> especially since the
0: bat's here. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I was, I was glad he's here for a long time. Regardless, the bat is just mm-hmm. a plus. You know, you wanted to, again, we talked, you wanted to see at least league average. Mm-hmm. If he can do what he did with the bat the last two months, even just Star. come somewhat close to it, just yeah. somewhat. I, yeah. Star player. If, if he does exactly what he did, I mean, we, we talked, like that's, that's Andrew McCutcheon level. That's mm-hmm. MVP-type level production, especially with that defense you're getting. So if mm-hmm. he's just coming close to that, that's all icing on the cake right now. 100%. I wonder how Bucko Mike's feeling
1: today. <laughs>
0: the same. <laughs> you know, He hasn't changed I, I, for
1: anything. It, it's, pro- it's probably been a rough uh, go for him, so I I, I have to know. <laughs>
0: No, it's it's a fluke or it's something, you know. Mm-hmm. As as, I, as we open the show talking about people, people trying to <coughs> qualify players as good. Bucko Mike does a good job of quali- qualifying people of why they're not good. So, yeah. uh, as as long as it's his narrative, right? One hundred percent. His narrative is they should be good. Then the opposite. But love Bucko Mike. But no, he's there's mm-hmm. nothing that's gonna change his mood at all.
1: No, I, I, I and mean, he he did uh, is he somewhat he he did talk about Joshua Palacios first, so I mean, maybe he's something there.
0: He was all over Palacios. I do have to say that now that you mention it, I'm like, just, <laughs> just stop it, Doctor Mike, just stop it. Get out of my DMs. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about Joshua Palacios. <laughs> Back then, Josh Palacios.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, but the, before the name change.
0: Right. <laughs> but yeah. There it is. Pirates have started the offseason. Cabrian Hayes caps off this past season winning the gold glove. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, like our next show will be uh, NS9 Live this week, and actual free agency and stuff will be opened. And don't it's anything happening, of course, but like the is upon us now. You know, so I us think, Pirates fans, like it, we're back in. I, I think There's it's official to today. About. Like I think
1: I think players can sign with teams today if I'm not. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the cutch news happens by NS9 Live. I know this team doesn't do anything fast, but like also this should be the easiest free agency deal to ever exist.
0: (laughs) Again, the pirates fan mentality and everything. Like like I feel like a deal could be in place. Mm -hmm. It like it's already done. They they've talked about in the works, it's done they'll announce it in like January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's their MO, isn't it? <laughs> right. But, but
1: Ben Sherrington does not attend the winter meetings. He is in Cancun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's just like they're, they they do everything last minute. Like everything is at yeah. the, the, the deadline, right? They mm-hmm. can, you could give them, there's going to be a deadline for one month to announce things at mm-hmm. 3 PM. And they will wait till two fifty nine to do it. Yes. Right? So there's that aspect. And there's probably there's something of like, Hey, you know what just it's it's going to be done cut like it's it's, it's, a, it's an agreement just we can't use the 40 man on you yet we want to do some things and maneuver so if you can just wait till after the rule five to make it official you know like, i feel like there's that aspect of it that's so, probably true um yeah we're gonna sit around and wonder and wonder and wonder yeah. what the hell's going on and then those pop up and say oh yeah we signed touch <laughs> and then we'll get the uh vince velasquez hype video part two <laughs> there it is but all right well then let's get out of here neil mm-hmm. appreciate you filling in of course go ahead and have a, a great walk i will uh, everyone it, else be nice. <laughs> thanks for watching and we'll see you later bye bye